0: everybody ready let's get rolling
1: this is the big show on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network big show
2: gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone thank you very much for making us part of your day we're going to talk to Kristen kinney coming up here momentarily of course she makes the magic happen at AT&T Sportsnet. We'll get her thoughts on the, the NBA's plans to return as well as the Utah Jazz. Very much looking forward to uh, talking to Kristen. In fact, let's waste no time. Let's get out to the Sprint Special Guest Line Sprint. They make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. As we mentioned, uh, she makes the magic happen for AT&T Sportsnet. She's our friend Kristen Kenny with us here on The Big Show. Hi, Kristen. How are you?
1: Hey, guys. I'm doing all right. How are you? We're doing great,
2: especially uh, since it seems like we could possibly have basketball here in our future. What are your thoughts on the NBA's detailed plan to resume in Orlando?
1: I know when you introduced me as making magic happen on the sidelines, I'm hoping and so excited to make the magic happen, even though I'm not going to be on the sidelines uh, in Orlando. But, yeah, I'm I'm just excited for Hoops to be back. Um, Seriously, it's... uh, been a tough few months here but just to get back all back in action even though we're not going to be on the grounds in Orlando uh, because of the restrictions and skeleton crew that they'll have there um, it's still going to be fun so it'll be interesting to figure it out and, and broadcasting remotely and uh, trying to do a lot of zoom interviews with the players right
0: so uh, are you satisfied with the setup down there in the uh, that the nBA has gone to great lengths to create? do you think it uh, does it sound safe to you? Does it sound proper or appropriate
1: so here's the thing um clearly i'm I'm not an expert on this, but I've talked to several people players staff uh you name it on um, the the thoughts on this um you know, it, this is a hard thing to do because you look at other sports coming back, um, golf and motorsports, and a lot of those sports are not, you know, obviously not contact sports and in close proximity. That that's how basketball will be. So, you know, there's so many different things that they, the NBA has to do. Um, I think they're doing their best to be able to get um, games back in action. Um, it's, it's interesting to see how everyone's going to be in the bubble and, and how they've set up the various hotels and the extra safety there. I think some of the rules, obviously, you know, there's a little bit of question marks and laughter behind some of them, like the ping pong but no doubles, Right. Um, so that's that's interesting as well as the second row of coaches and other players, quote unquote, um, having to wear masks in the arena. So there's things like that that I know clearly the, the NBA and um, health professionals are coming together to really make this as safe as it can be for the players. You know, obviously there's some players that are concerned and have and rightfully have concerns um, with various staff coming in and not being quarantined, staff being able to go meaning the, the Disney staff and the staff at the hotels and restaurants and, you know, some concern there that they've expressed to me personally and privately. But um, I think at the end of the day, you know, everyone's doing the best that they can to be able to get back onto the court, to be able to, um, you know, have these games happen for regional broadcast purposes, for network broadcast purposes, and, you know, to, to get the sport we love back in action
2: what do you think about the the ramp up plan to the games you know including camp there in orlando camp here or or in market are they giving themselves enough time to get the players in shape and where they need to be to play nba basketball
1: yeah i've heard a couple um thoughts on that as well and you know it's it is a a question mark right how quickly can you ramp things up to get everybody back into the basketball shape that they were in right before the, the season abruptly halted there? Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the biggest question mark. I think it, it's going to be really interesting. This is really historical, right? I mean, just I actually wish we could be in Orlando and, and watch all this unfold and see how all of this uh you know, comes together, but I know the guys are putting in the work, um, working out a lot of digital workouts, going to LA facilities to work out. Um, the the question is getting back on the court together, right, um, and making that happen. So, so yeah, I, they're going to have to just get there and <laughs> and hopefully have some practices under their belt with the whole team here um, at the ZBDC. Other than just those workouts, but they have the professionals in place to be able to, you know, set that up for them and make sure that they're they're as healthy as they can be and ready to rock and roll
0: an attendant question with that uh, Kristen. do you like the setup do you like the eight eight preliminary games and then into the playoff uh, situation with the full best of seven series is you think that's adequate
1: you guys i'm just excited um, to have it back i I didn't even care about the format or look at the the details of it when I first heard that it was coming back. Basketball is coming back, the NBA coming back. I was just jumping for joy. I don't know if you guys felt the same thing, but to me, I really could care less about the format, the way it's laid out, and, and whatnot. Just to be able to have the games, it's basically up to the the players and to feel, you know, to be able to have those conversations um, with the organization. And I know they've done that to set up something where they feel like they can have. Uh, the most success and be able to get back in action and uh, resume not only the the season, the games that are left, but also be able to have a playoff.
2: Kristen Kenny with us here on ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone with no Bogdanovich. Kristen, what? Do you, who needs to step up to replace that production? I mean, he twenty point a night score—that's a big deal. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is a big deal. It's so unfortunate. Um, you know, obviously. Everyone's gonna have. This is where, where Coach Q and the whole team always preaches next man up. You've got guys like George King and, and Royce O'Neal. Um It's gonna be hard. Jo- Joe Ingles definitely. And here's the thing too, guys. We have we have to see who what players are gonna going to actually choose to play because you have until what, June 24th to make that decision. So all of this still is up in the air as to who is actually going to play. Um, and before that, it's hard to really know. How many guys are going to be on the court for and, and who's going to be on the court for all the teams, right? Um, but yeah, that's a big that's a big missing piece, um, and, and hopefully, the George Nyang and Royce O'Neal, Joe Ingles, and all the guys are going to have to carry that load. Um, but I feel like the Jazz, we they've always played really well with their backs against the wall through adversity kind of makes everybody come together even more. And let's not forget that we were really at the center of it all in Oklahoma city when everything happened and everything was shut down. So I have a feeling that our team is really going to feel that come together um, and, and want to play through that adversity. So I, I, it'll be, it'll be great to see the guys just really come together and pick up the pieces. It's gonna to be tough though without Bogie. That's a tough one, right?
0: Yeah, that kind of shooting is what the Jazz were going for after last year's result. Uh yeah. you mentioned and Jordan you mentioned.
1: Clarkson. I mean we still Jordan Clarkson. you know, we still have a, a walking bucket with him, so you have to rely on him a lot.
0: You mentioned the June twenty fourth deadline for players to declare whether they're actually gonna participate or not. Would you hold it against anybody who decided not to?
1: I would not. Um, I've had a a couple conversations with players that are not only a part of the Utah Jazz franchise, but across the league. And just hearing their perspective, it clearly makes sense. It's not for anybody else to judge what somebody feels is safe. Um, It's not for me to judge what somebody feels is safe or not safe. And you also have to factor in everything going on uh, with the the social injustice in in the world and um, and, and what – people are wanting to fight for in that movement as well um, being brought to the forefront and wanting to make sure that playing from what my conversations, private conversations have been playing, um, obviously the guys, you know, guys want to get back to playing. I'm not saying this is everyone's viewpoint, but from that perspective of, Hey, maybe I don't want to play. And the reason I don't want to play is because I don't want the games to distract from the overall um, momentum that, Uh, we're getting in terms of uh, social justice so and reform that needs to happen so i understand all those viewpoints you heard what ed davis said about that as well his perspective of he wants to play um, and needs to play but i understand those that don't want to play for that or for the safety reasons and i and i can't judge and i can't say there's anything wrong with that
2: Kristen, is there an overall nba storyline you're really looking forward to being resolved or seeing how it plays out
1: um, I'm interested to just honestly. This is this is historical. Being in a bubble, having the limited um, staff each team bringing what 34, 35 total. This is just unprecedented. Uh, I think the biggest thing too for me is we were sort of say ground zero with all of this, and bringing us bringing back that um, that memory, that moment being in Oklahoma City. And, uh, you know, not knowing what's going to happen. So having these games resume and having the Jazz be back on the court and in this particular setting, knowing it's in a bubble, knowing we're still in a pandemic, um, I think that's the biggest storyline. I think how teams are adjusting, how players will adjust and adapt. Uh, And then also making sure that, the games do still focus and shine light on the issues that need to be brought to the attention and not becoming a, a distraction to those, those issues and the movement that's going on with Black Lives Matter. So I just think all of that together, seeing how all of that plays out, this is, it's going, that to me is the most interesting part.
0: Who do you think is the best team in the league? Who do you think is going to pick up and just fly through these playoffs? You, you expect them to be the <laughs> Lakers or the Bucks? Or someone else?
1: Oh man, I you know it's so tough. It's it, it really is just so crazy because there's so many things that are going to have to go into this, and um, you know who's going to end up sitting out? Who's going to end up playing? I still think the Bucks are going to be. That's going to be. Really uh, exciting to see them play, and especially playing the Jazz. And I know they're the teams that are in the hotels together, get to scrimmage against one another. So that'll be pretty cool to kind of gauge where everyone's at. Um, yeah, Lakers, Bucks. Uh, it, it's but again, it depends on who's actually going to decide to play um, and who's going to choose to sit out.
2: Kristen, thank you so much for jumping on. As always, can't wait for that NBA season to get here.
1: Yeah, same
2: here, guys. Thanks, Christine Kinney from AT and T Sportsnet, with us here on ninety-seven-five and twelve-eighty. The Zone, Gordon. Let me ask you this: Is there a overall NBA storyline that's tops on your list? Uh, you want to see how it how it goes?
0: Just who's the best team? That, that's the most interesting thing to me. Uh, and, and then, of course, locally, how do the Jazz stack up? with with others how will they be able to rebound how will they be able to uh overcome the loss of bogdanovich like we were talking about um and and whether they really are one of the better one of the best teams in the west uh yeah that's interesting to me but i think there are teams in the east that are really interesting i mean toronto that is a heck of a story jake the way they've been able to play without Kawhi leonard this year I agree. Um, I mean, that that is just admirable to me. And you've seen the growth of the players to fill in the gaps with Kawhi being gone, and the Jazz know how tough the Raptors are. Uh, I I've I've been so impressed by that that franchise being able to sort of uh, absorb that kind of loss and then and then play on the way they have. Uh, really, really good. And I and I think the West is. Vastly superior to the East, but the but the East has some nice teams in it. Uh, so I don't know. Are the Jazz are the Jazz better than the Nuggets? Are the Jazz better than the Rockets? Are the Jazz better than the Thunder? Are the Jazz you know we we I wouldn't expect them to be better than the Clippers or the Lakers, but I, that's that's what's interesting to me. I want to see the competitive side of all this, and I know there's all this other stuff and. How the, 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 the environment, the bubble, the safety precautions, all of that, all those teams hold up in the same general area. I, that's bound to have some effect, some impact on how this all plays out on the court. But it's what happens on the court to me that is uh, is most interesting.
2: If I were to answer that question, uh, other than which team wins – I would say uh, I want to see who is the first player in NBA history to win three titles with three different teams. Or win it, titles it, with three different teams.
0: Huh? okay. You're speaking specifically of Kawhi and LeBron? Right.
2: Because isn't that likely on the line? I mean, if if I think the Lakers and – and the Clippers are the two uh, two favorites to win it all, which I do. I'm not trying to discount the Bucks. I just say I, I'm I like those other two teams better. They've got uh, that's going to be the first player in NBA history to win titles with three teams. That's, that's would you, history.
0: Would you take points away from Kawhi, given that uh, the Spurs team he was on that, that that won a championship? I know he played a pivotal role there, but did he have more help? than LeBron did in some of his?
2: Um, no, no, not I don't feel that way. Uh, I don't feel that way it's at all for a, a couple it, of reasons. Well, one, a, Kawhi yeah, was the finals MVP. Two, he was by far the best player on that team. And three, yeah. we forget that at that final Spurs title, Tim Duncan was 145 years old.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a dumb question. I'm sorry. That's Let me right. retract it. That's okay. That's all right. Yeah, Although, I, yeah, that is, I haven't really thought of that. I didn't give much thought to it.
2: Yeah, can you? I mean, it's it's interesting. We haven't seen that in the NBA before, and well, there's a great chance we see one player do it this year. I think that's. I don't know if
0: that's a good thing or a bad thing, because it used to be that if you had a, that kind of player who could have that kind of influence on the outcome of games, chances are they're going to stay with the same team or not. Certainly not go at it with three different teams.
2: Well, we're in the, the age of player empowerment, Gordon. Players are yeah, going on to one where hand, they want to go.
0: On the one hand, I like the flexibility involved. I like the fluidity of the competition. On the other hand, I I feel for the fans that could deserve it.